They're coming to get you. They're coming for you, Barbara. They're coming to get you. This is They're Coming to Get You. I'm one of your hosts, uh, one of the meddling kids this episode. My name is Brent Terhune, and I'm joined by... By that damn good, no good dog, Scooby Gavin. (laughs) Uh, And we are talking, dear listener, this episode, you already saw it on the the episode title, Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island. First off, this movie has no right, no right to go as hard as it does because this movie was requested by our friend Bailey over on Twitter. Hey, Bailey. And, yeah. And it is. This movie is so good. Yeah. Like you hear animated Scooby-Doo movie from 1998. You probably think, oh, a shameless cash in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, this is one of the best, if not the best Scooby-Doo movie ever made. Now, I've not seen all the Scooby-Doo movies, but I could tell you, uh, Gavin, this is. One of the better ones. And it's, uh, I don't know. I'm I, like, dude, I'm such a fan of Scooby Doo. Like, you could see the shirt that I'm wearing. The listener can't, but yeah, Scooby Doo. <laughs> it's like, I'm uh, such a huge fan of Scooby Doo since, you know, birth with an <laughs> F. I got into Scooby Doo around like middle school. Some friends mm-hmm. were into it. And this is about the time we got Cartoon Network. So, yeah, Scooby Doo went away for a while where people really weren't watching it anymore. And then, uh, Hanna-Barbera got acquired by Warner and they started showing the reruns on Cartoon Network and that's mm-hmm. where like a new generation of fans were like oh what is this about this seems like a lot of fun yeah and they would show like Scooby-Doo where are you which is the first iteration of the show because I, I tried to put together how many versions of Scooby there Scooby-Doo there are and I just didn't have time uh, but there's if not hundreds thousands of hours to watch before we even get to this movie you know yeah. And uh, they would show it like that. Scooby-Doo, where are you on prime time, like eight o'clock on Cartoon Network? Yeah. So like and then kind of how we are with nostalgia now, where like a lot of people who grew up watching Power Rangers can now go back and watch Power Rangers with, with their kids back in like 1997. Like people who grew up with Scooby-Doo were then like watching it with like their kids back then, like, like mm-hmm. the, around me and yours age. So um, and right now. Scooby-Doo is back in the news again because by the time this airs, all 10 episodes of Velma will be out. And this is, it's nice after watching, I've only watched the first four episodes of the Velma series and it is uh, Scooby dog shit. Like it's mm-hmm. just, it, it's, it's absolutely terrible for so many reasons. But it's nice to go back and remember when like Scooby-Doo was like good and respectable and not the worst thing you've ever seen in your life. Why is this bad? Is it too woke? It's just too woke. Well, they made Shaggy a black guy and my Shaggy's white. No, it's not even like the what it's weird because like it's woke, but also like shitty towards woke people. So it's like it's trying to serve two masters and it and it's just shitty all around. Like, so okay. it's not for anybody. It's not for Scooby-Doo fans. It's not for the woke crowd. It's not for like the anti-cancel culture crowd. It's yeah. for nobody and nobody's enjoying it. That's okay, because I know you said check it out. And again, I didn't have enough time. And also you said, hey, it's not good. Watch it. 
like, that's not a selling point there, Gav. See, watching <laughs> Velma right now, if you don't get somebody else to watch Velma in seven days, it does kill you like the video from the ring. Oh, damn. It's It'll be seven days and exactly three, two. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Jinkies. <laughs> Now, what, what's your first uh, foray into Scooby-Doo? Because I was I was watching on Comedy Central. I remember, or not Comedy Central. Uh, <laughs> they'll the show anything version? on Comedy Central these days. <laughs> it's like Scrubs and Scooby-Doo. Yeah, yeah, in the office. Uh, <laughs> I, I watched it on Cartoon Network. Um, and and <clears throat> also, I will say, you know, this is a horror movie podcast, obviously. We've done stuff that's horror adjacent, like Scary Movie 1 and 2. I would Goosebumps. say that's in Goosebumps. I would say at least scary movies, not horror. It's about horror, but this scared me when I was a kid. So any, anybody hard. That's going to debate like, oh, it's not horror. It is if you're a kid. And uh, I I would recommend if you're like uh, looking to show your kids something, uh, this is one of those that you should show them. Absolutely. And see, I got into Scooby-Doo watching on Cartoon Network, like Scooby-Doo, where are you? The old classic mm -hmm. one for me, though. What holds a special place in my heart is I loved a pup named Scooby Doo. Yeah, they're kids. They're, they're kids. Muppet babies. And you know who's behind it? Red herring. <laughs> That's a, is, could be a deep cut reference if you've never seen that show. It's such a good joke that you don't understand until like you're older and understand like yeah. what red herrings are. Yeah, like, there's a character so named Red Herring and he just pops up. Yes, of course. It, Fred always says it's him. It's red hair. <laughs> I bet it's red hairy. <laughs> so I like that. Of course, you had the times where like Scooby-Doo had a lot of episodes with the Harlem Globetrotters. Oh, the new Scooby-Doo movies. Those are that's my jam as well. Oh, yeah. Bubblegum mm -hmm. Jones out there solving mysteries with the with the gang. Uh, And like they had like there are a lot of stars that I only know from scooby-doo where i'm like why why would a child know who don adams is i was gonna from go get smart <laughs> didn't don Knotts also show up at one point Don Knotts did two or three i bought the and i i, I bought the they had a sale like uh for black friday or whatever on the digital versions of those and it's not anywhere unless you go to the boomerang app which mm -hmm. i don't like so <laughs> I bought the, the new Scooby-Doo movie. This is an Adams family one. That's the one that's not on anywhere for rights purposes. Uh, the, the, the Adams family, Sonny and Cher, um, Tim Conway. Do you know who that is? Wasn't he dwarf? Like, I, didn't, or is that somebody else? Cause I don't it, remember, but like was, the, a lot of stars were, you know, me as an 11 year old child should be like, it's the Tim Conway episode. <laughs> you like, why does why does this kid know who uh you know Tim Conway is or whatever? I mean, I don't know if they were doing them in the 80s as much, but if there was, you know there would have been a Simpson uh, an episode where the Scooby game meets like OJ Simpson and be like, oh no, hey, <laughs> the, just the juice is loose. Just help me solve the mystery. <laughs> yeah, I think we found out who did it, juice. <laughs> Well, we found Ron Goldman and Nicole Brown Simpson. <laughs> it's like I always wanted like a uh, a Scooby Doo SUV or SVU, not SUV. <laughs> a Scooby Doo SUV is that just like an SUV that has like a Scooby Doo sticker on it's it? It's a mystery machine, but uh, <laughs> for the the mom on the go. Uh, I always wanted like a Scooby Doo SVU or Criminal Intent, like a grittier, like well Scooby Doo. Well, that's what they're trying to do with Velma because they're trying to solve like an actual murder, but the characters are so unlikable. 
And yeah. because of like the content of it, like Warner Brothers was like, you can put the kids in there, but you can't do Scooby Doo. Like, like you can't put the dog in this because like the dog mm-hmm. is too kid like friendly and yeah. it, it'll it'll ruin it for everybody. But that's what they're trying to do with Velma, but it's just bad. So yes, I want Scooby Doo Sex Crimes Edition. Yeah, like like you do as well. Be like, oh no, Jinkies! It looks like. I don't know. I any, anything I say, I feel like it's going to be very offensive if I yeah. start making jokes about <laughs> jinky sex crimes. <laughs> I but I do remember watching it on uh, on on uh, I almost said Comedy Central again, Cartoon Network, <laughs> and I would like it was on so much, but <clears throat> also I wanted to watch them whenever. So it was one a show that I taped, and they oh, okay. like there was a weekend I remember of it was all Scooby Doo just all weekend, and I taped it. And that that's when they played like they had the Johnny Bravo crossover mm-hmm. where Johnny Bravo is just hitting on Velma and and Daphne the whole time. And then there's the we should have talked about this beforehand, but the uh, the Blair Witch uh, crossover that they did with Scooby Doo. Did you ever see that? I did not. I didn't know this existed. Was was this a thing or it was it was Scooby Doo, but they would like walking through the woods with like a the POV of a camera. And you'd see like the Blair Witch signs in the trees and stuff. It's oh, been cool. a, so long since I've seen it, but I remember having that on on tape, and then uh, and went to watch it one day. And my mom had taped over so many of the episodes, <laughs> I got so mad, <laughs> and rightfully so. Right, I was right. She was wrong. Whatever she was taping, <laughs> and I remember when Scooby Doo on Zombie Island came out was going to premiere on Cartoon Network. Yeah, and for a few weeks beforehand, I wanted, I just wanted my mom to rent it so I could see it. And you know, back in the day, I don't know how much it was to rent, but we didn't have any money, so we, <laughs> she knew it was coming on TV. So why are we wasting money to watch it when it's going to be on TV? But I, I couldn't wait till this came on TV. Yeah, and that's how I watched for the first time. I watched that Cartoon Network airing, got so excited because this was like at the core of my Scooby-Doo fandom, like kind of dabbling around. You see the episodes on Cartoon Network on like Saturday mornings or in the evenings or whatever. And then it's like, oh, they're doing a new one with like 1998 uh, animation. Supposed to be like a big deal, big budget. Mm -hmm. And this movie, like I watched it on the Boomerang app because that's how you have to do everything. And I will forget to cancel it. Uh, on That's Amazon how they'll get Prime. your $40 a year or whatever it is. <laughs> That's right? how they get my $7. <laughs> but watching, I was like, I hope this holds up because we have those nostalgia goggles for this. And I remember watching it and it's probably been at least 15, 20 years since I watched this last. Mm-hmm. You see like clips of it during Halloween. It's on, been like, at least 15, 20 days since I watched it. <laughs> <laughs> Before I watched it two nights ago, of course. Yeah. But watching it, I was like, I hope this holds up. I hope this doesn't suck. And this holds up incredibly well. Mm-hmm. And it's just very fun. It's funny. It's what they're trying to do. I don't want to keep bringing up Velma, but like they took Scooby-Doo and made it for a new generation and made it still for kids, but also a little bit of it for my teens. And and like there's enough here that like adults can enjoy with mm-hmm. on Zombie Island. And I don't I don't watch a lot of the new Disney anything because it's just not for me. But from what I hear of, like my friends that are parents and have kids like you can enjoy most of those movies because they 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 ride that the fine line of it's for kids. But here's some adult jokes and it's still enjoyable, you know? Yeah. And for a long time, like growing up, my parents, my mom particularly never wanted to go see like kids movies because she thought it was a waste of money. 
because she's like, I'm not going to enjoy this. Why would I want to take you? And I'm like, well, it's not for you, mom. Uh, well, <laughs> kinda... it's like this is one that it would be enjoyable. But we also we could go back and talk about Poltergeist, which is a PG movie. I don't know what this was rated, but it, in hindsight, Poltergeist shouldn't have been PG. But it's like these are the same rating, I would assume. So actually, I'm, I got it up on IMDb right now. Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island is still rated G. Okay. And it should not be. It should be at least PG because there is some scary stuff in this. Yeah, dude. And well, I'll I'll tell you when that when my oh shit moment was. <laughs> I love this G-rated movie and it's still like oh shit moment worthy. Yeah. Now let's let's also clarify that was 20 25 years ago that I was scared. I'm not scared now. <laughs> um Go ahead. Can we talk about the voices before we get into the plot and stuff? Yes. And I also uh, and I, I want to talk about the music after yeah. we talk about the voices. Yeah. So go go ahead and hit me with that voice trivia. Well, you have a bunch of voices in this movie, a lot, but not a lot at the same time. And I did I talk about Frank Welker on a previous episode of the show? Gavin? No, we have not. No, because I, I maybe I showed you off the off the air, but I I just met Frank Welker probably two or three months ago. Who's the voice of Freddie? Since the beginning of the show, so like 50 plus years, mm -hmm. he does Scooby, but I met him uh, for a signing, which I'm, I know you, you go and you'll meet people and get stuff signed. That's usually not what I do at a, at a convention, but I also was like, this guy's 70 something. So it was like, I should probably do meet it him. now. Yeah. Either <laughs> do it now or, you know, so I had him, it's up there. It's on the wall. I can't get it down right now, but it's a, it's a mashup of, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Scooby-Doo. So it's Leatherface chasing the gang. Uh, and I had him sign it and he was like, oh, this is a beautiful piece of artwork. I don't know if, you know, he yeah. could have just said that or whatever, but it was, uh, and he, he does, he did the voice of Megatron, Nibbler from uh, Futurama, Garfield, uh, Stripe also, from Gremlins. He's also, is he Megatron or is he, I, I thought he was Optimus Prime. I think he was Megatron. I think Peter Weller was the other one. Peter Weller, you are correct. Yeah. And I only sorry. know that because he was at the same con. Uh, <laughs> and I know he did a lot of voices on the Ghostbusters um, mm -hmm. TV show. Uh, and he does. He's Fred in this. Uh, but then also when the cats are meowing and stuff, making little noises, you can always tell that it's a Fred Welker noise. He does a lot of gibberish noises in his stuff. <laughs> well, sometimes when my cat meows in the middle of the night, I'm like, is that is that fucking Frank oh, Welker? Bada, 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 bada. Like, like, that, <laughs> like, it's like Frank, get out of the house yeah. again. Get out of here. Get out. And then we have Billy West as Shaggy, who Shaggy, you know, people will know if anybody's voice is Casey Kasem. American Top 40, Casey yeah. Kasem. Well, maybe at the end of this, I'll have you ever heard that audio of Casey Kasem doing the dead dog uh, tribute? I have not. Where he's like, uh, he's reading the dead dog tribute, but he's like, we can't come out of a, 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 a fast tempo song with a goddamn dead dog tribute. <laughs> and he's just losing his shit over it. Maybe <laughs> if I remember, I'll put that put it at the end. Okay. Um, but Casey Kasem was originally supposed to be in uh, Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island, but Kasem, uh, a vegetarian, had refused to voice Shaggy in a 1996 Burger King commercial and went on to demand that Shaggy also give up eating meat in future productions. <laughs> the creative team rejected this as eating anything was a hallmark of the character. Additionally, production on Zombie Island had already begun with the film uh, featuring a scene with Shaggy eating crawfish. 
Shaggy was recast as with the voice of Billy West and Kasem was given a last minute opportunity to fill the role and redub over the stuff. But he said, no way, man, is what he said. <laughs> no way, man. Like, I'm not going to know unless my school unless my Shaggy <laughs> eats salads. We're not going to do this. Like, so it's just weird. Like <laughs> I, I, you could have your own and I, I'm not like anti vegan or what do whatever you want. But it's like, man, this is a cartoon character. <laughs> this this guy eats dog treats like <laughs> he eats scooby snacks so he says no i don't want to do it so we get billy west to billy west he's the cheerios honeybee he's the red m&m in the commercials he's fry from futurama zoidberg and, and that's where i know him as well yeah. it's like fry from futurama professor farnsworth i think at one time he voiced both ren and stimpy bugs bunny elmer fudd uh, Roger Klotz and Doug Funny from the show Doug. This dude, I'm I'm just reading all these voices because I want people to understand like how star studded this movie is. Yeah, and then you have the character of Bo Neville, who is uh, voiced by Cam Clark, mm-hmm. who immediately I was like, he's one of the Ninja Turtles. He's a Ninja Turtle, mm-hmm. and he's Leonardo of the Ninja Turtles. And I was like, because Ninja Turtles was so p- huge on my childhood as well. But yeah. it's like. It's it's Leonardo, but it's not Leonardo. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it's very. His name's Cam Clark, and it was very very distinct and such such a good voice. And you watch enough of those like Animaniacs and those Warner Brothers Saturday morning cartoons, and you'll hear these voices over and over again. You know, because mm-hmm. I'm a huge voice guy. I always wanted to do voices, and I'm just not. I I can do voices of people that I know and made up, but I can't do impressions or anything. But yeah, that's what I. I like I'm sure I annoy producer wife, but I'll be like, that's so-and-so when we're watching something and she'll be like, <laughs> Oh yeah, cool. She doesn't give a shit, but like, you're the Leonardo, you're the Leonardo DiCaprio meme of him, like snapping his fingers. Like, yeah, yeah, there it is there. Yeah. That, it's that guy. Uh, as Daphne, we have Mary Kay Bergman. She, uh, most of the voices on South park up until 1999 when she passed away, but that's a lot of voices. That's that's Eric, uh, Eric's mom, Cartman's mom, Kyle's mom, Stan's mom, most of the female voices, she was Snow White, not the original one, and she was Mrs. Butterworth. Oh, mm-hmm. back when you could say Butterworth, am yeah. I right? Back before nah. they made Butterworth all woke. <laughs> uh, we have B.J. Ward, who was uh, Velma. She was also uh, Betty uh, Rubble, not the original one. Shaggy's mom and uh, a bunch of voices in uh, Pup Named Scooby-Doo and other shows. She she just did random voices on Spider-Man, The Hulk, Sir, uh, the Smurfs. I I wrote the Surfs for some reason. Uh, the Jetsons, Alvin and the Chipmunks, and yes, I did say Spiderman. Spiderman. Um, Spiderman. And <laughs> bring me pictures of Spiderman. Spiderman. And Is that we a have lawyer? <laughs> uh, the the voice of Scooby. Uh, uh, previously it was Don Messick who uh, died in like ninety seven, ninety eight. Uh, and then we also later in life, uh, Frank Welker did Scooby-Doo as well. But Scott Ennis, I think, is how you say his name. He was mm-hmm. a bunch of voices. Scooby, Shaggy, Scrappy, Popeye, Fred Flintstone, Barney Rubble, Bugs Bunny. Those all aren't the original voices. of. Uh, but uh, an interesting fact about Scott Ennis is that he was somewhat of a method actor and he did shit in the yard for up to two months before they recorded his parts on Zombie Island. <laughs> <laughs> And then you also have uh, some supporting characters. You have Tara Strong as Lena Dupree. And Tara Strong is one of the most recognizable female voices of all time. Yep. She was Bubbles in the Powerpuff Girls. She's been a bunch. She was like Princess Twilight Sparkle on My Little Pony. 
Timmy she's from a, Fairly Odd Parents. Yeah, she's also I think she was Harley Quinn for a long time. Yeah, and that's that's where you get into voices of like, oh, she was this version of Harley Quinn, you know? Yes. Like I'm on Tara Strong's IMDb right now, and it's like as an actress, she has 638 credits. Yeah. Which is just so crazy. She's Dill Pickles <laughs> uh, from Rugrats and Batgirl. Yes. And then and as then, uh, go ahead. And then uh, we also have uh, Jim Cummings, who I have met before. Oh, yeah. What did you meet him for? I met him for, I don't know, he was asking for money. No, <laughs> I met him at a at an Evansville Comic Con type deal back in 2014. And by weird happenstance, I got to host his panel. Oh, like, nice. He did a panel. I got to host it. He was very nice. He did all the voices. He's, of course, like, um, he's Winnie Tigger. The Pooh. Is, is he Winnie the Pooh and Tigger? Yeah. He's Winnie the Pooh and Tigger. He is uh, my voice that I always hear. Darkwing Duck is mm-hmm. my favorite. So he's Darkwing Duck. He does all the Disney voices. He's so, bonkers. Oh, that's a good one, too. Mm-hmm. Love me some. But that's an unknown. That, that's an underrated gym. Like, go watch that, kids. Any kids listen? Uh, or <laughs> just go watch the bonkers. It's very funny. I think I've gone back and tried to find it. And when I did, I was like, Man, this looks really bad. Not not that it's like it's like not in like a it's st- still standard definition on a 4K TV. <laughs> and I'm like, nah, this doesn't look very good. I'm gonna need you to stop talking shit about bonkers. They're they're gonna drop us as a sponsor. I do okay. like bonkers. Who's sponsoring us? <laughs> Warner <Bonkers>. Brothers? <laughs> bonkers is sponsoring us, damn it. Okay. Uh um, we also have uh, Simone, uh that she's the blonde lady in this. That's Adrian Barbeau. You know her? I do not. From the fog, she's the the main lady oh, in the fog. Okay. She's in Creep Show and the and the fluffy, uh, uh, vignette thing. Uh, Escape from New York, voice of Catwoman on Batman, and uh, a lot of people would know her as she was uh, John Carpenter's wife for a while. <laughs> also, as John Carpenter's wife. That's well, not I mean, on her IMDb page as I, actress. For yeah, she she got credit for that, <laughs> but uh. And then finally, one of the biggest voices in this entire thing as Snakebot Scruggs, mm-hmm. which is great. Uh, Mark freaking Hamill. Luke What's Skywalker. he from? Uh, he, he's from Star Trek. He's uh, <laughs> I think he played that Chewbacca Spock. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mark Hamill, who's done a lot of great voice acting. He's, of course, the Joker, one of the most definitive editions of the Joker on Batman, the animated series. Mm-hmm. He, did the, he did the Joker in the Arkham games. Just such a good voice actor, an incredible actor all around. If you've never seen him outside of Star Wars, he had a great um, guest starring role on What We Do in the Shadows as mm-hmm. like an old vampire. Definitely. He's in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. As Cockknocker. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so Mark Hamill is absolutely wonderful. So I know and the man been... follows me on Twitter and shared my video. So what? He's, he's good. He's my good. God. He's good in my book. I'm jealous. I'm jealous. I was but, too. I was like, that's Luke Skywalker, dude. Like, <laughs> that's the what? Why? Why is my dumb video being shared by the last Jedi? Yeah. Returned of by the Joker. But I know we we've been gushing for a minute on all these voices, but it's because there's so many and they're all so good. So they put money in this production. Mm-hmm. And, and then like, we get. It was straight to video release, and I read somewhere that they spent fifty million dollars to even promote it. Like that's a lot. That's a movie budget, and it, and it's straight to VHS and DVD. It wasn't even in the theater. 
Yeah, and this was back when so the the VHS new was like twenty dollars, which was yeah. back in nineteen ninety eight money. That's four hundred dollars. Four hundred kajil. I never got a new VHS unless it was a gift. Like all yeah. mine were like uh, from uh, the yard sales, and I remember having Ninja Turtles one. Uh, a bunch and then i had one uh biker mice from mars do you remember yes. that oh i i fuck with some biker mice bunch from of, mars it's, it's all just ninja turtle knockoffs <laughs> you guys like battle toads <laughs> hey now battle toads <laughs> is good but uh the other big deal about this movie is that it has a soundtrack that absolutely as Woo! the kids say slaps yeah. it's terror time again You've got the Scooby-Doo theme song sung by Third Eye Blind, mm-hmm. who are just coming off their big hit, Semi-Charm Live, Jumper. They're having, mm-hmm. so this was a big deal. And so, then the the other band that doing those two songs, uh, I can't remember. It was like Skyward it, or, Sky, or Sky Cycle, I think. I think, yeah, it was Sky Cycle. They did The Ghost Is Here and It's Terror Time. Yeah, and it's terror time again. Is it's a it's a badass song, dude. Those could just be the ghost is here, and it's terror time again. Could just be like on a Halloween playlist. If somebody yes. did a metal version of those songs, people would love it. I'm sure somebody has. Like, I'm gonna look it up after this episode because those songs are great. Yeah, and they and they come at the right time in this movie, which it just really gets you hyped up. You're like, oh yeah, it is terror time again. Scott yeah. Cycles telling us what time it is. <laughs> And this is a 77 minute movie that doesn't overstay. It's welcome. You're in, you're out. Like it's, I, you know, I don't know how much more we could gush over this movie. Yes. But let's kind of talk about some of the plot points here and what makes it so good. Um, And you have, I like the opening because this is like in a post scream world. This is two years after the first scream and they, this zombie Island is kind of meta. Like it, it addresses like some of the ongoing jokes with the mm-hmm. original Scooby-Doo series with it's always a man in a rubber mask. There, there's no, no such thing as ghost. And that kind of becomes like the meta commentary throughout the whole thing is like, well, who's going to be behind everything at the mm-hmm. end? Like who's going to be the big reveal is, is it old man, whatever. Let's go to a Hanna amusement it's Don park. Knotts. It's, it's always Don Knotts or <laughs> Bubblegum Jones. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's like a, you get the old tropes of, uh, oh, it's just a guy in a mask and all that, because that's all it ever is, really, is a dude in a mask, unless they're the spinoff series when it's our, quote, real ghost. But this one, it starts off and and then it's like the 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 gang is kind of split up. They all got real jobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daphne and Fred are doing some kind of uh, investigative, almost paranormal talk show. Like if it were now, she'd probably be into like uh storm in the capital or something <laughs> what like you think ghost... Bella would storm the capital uh, i think she, I, I think she would have been there you think dad definitely would have been there been like taking the I tour let's hear what he says okay mike Pence, <laughs> come on you guys. have the courage <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's like uh and i think what the show that she's the talk show is on called coast to coast or something right yes which is not and you know it's a that's a popular late night talk show in real life coast to coast am yes uh, it's a ghost and all that shit so it's pretty much what she's talking about uh we have velma running a, a mystery bookstore who uh seems couldn't love it any less just being so <laughs> bored running a, a bookstore and then we have fred or shaggy and scooby uh it's, i guess airport security and scooby can sniff bags or something i have notes on this actually okay. uh on 
uh, first off, that first monster they saw in the green at the very beginning, that monster has a big old ass. Oh, like, I, he's sick, boy. <laughs> he's he a thick monster. I was like, damn, they had made the ass off of this thing. Like, <laughs> it, it was, I don't know why it caught my eye. I was like, uh, also, when I started this movie on Boomerang, for some reason, it started in Spanish. And I was like, God, am I, what is, is this? <laughs> is part of this in Spanish? Am I missing some sort of joke here? See? See? <laughs> See, Scooby-Doo. Mm-hmm. Don't they stop? Um, and then Shaggy and Scooby are in airport security. And what I've learned is you can bring as many drugs to this airport as you want. Mm-hmm. But Scooby will sniff out all of the food. Where's my meatball sub? <laughs> I had a meatball sub in my carry on. <laughs> and I just I love this idea that people are just smuggling exotic cheeses in and out of the country on a regular basis. But they are. And the news stories I read every day, Gavin, they literally are. And if it's not drugs, it's like food where it's like, can't you just get that food when you land? You know, it's like baloney and stuff. And I'm like, who's smuggling baloney? Like, <laughs> well, listen, they I've been accused of smuggling the old baloney when I'm going through airport security. Am I right? Am What's I right? this right here, sir? What's this? <laughs> well, that's my hog. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, OK. I'm going to need you to over here for the the strip down. But I just like to imagine if Scooby and Shaggy actually came across like actual weapons or guns mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, uh, got any cheese, guys? Like- <laughs> have, a, have a good day, sir. Just <laughs> uh, where who was running security around 9-11? That's what I want to know. <laughs> and I'm and this he's was, got a uh, box cutter, Scoob. <laughs> <laughs> this is a different time. OK, it's 1998 in a pre 9-11 world. You could give a dog a job at an airport security. You you just could. Well, I think they still have jobs, uh, d- jobs at the airport, <laughs> right? Like sniffing drugs and stuff. That that's true. But I feel like Scooby Doo could have been a manager. I feel like he could have been yeah. management. Yeah, I like that they have the Great Dane be a drug sniffing dog or whatever. Like <laughs> they're uh, known I, for their noses, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, they're they're working airport security. What else? Um, and then they get fired because they keep eating all the evidence, mm-hmm. which you cannot do if you're if you're finding bags of heroin up people's butts. You cannot eat those. I like to imagine like Shaggy like dipping his hand in a white powder and being like. It's powdered sugar scoob. <laughs> this Parmesan really hits it. You're going, you're going away for a long time, Buster. <laughs> <laughs> and so the whole movie kind of comes together where Fred and Daphne, who are not dating, but they are, but they're not. Mm-hmm. Um, Daphne said the whole gang's not back together. And they decide for Daphne's show, she wants to go out and like find some real ghosts, some real activity of the paranormal site of the paranormal kind and they get the gang all back together and it, it's a really nice moment they also updated uh daphne and fred's outfits for this mm-hmm. to seem less like nerdy with like the neckerchief yeah i'm uh, wearing an ascot right now because it's just <laughs> for the occasion i was trying to think of the word ascot is neckerchief different or is that the same thing i think it's kind of the same thing i think i don't know ascot seems more dressy to me i guess Yes. Uh, any fashionable people, let us know in the comments what is going on. <laughs> Be like, it's actually it's an ascot. It's not a neckerchief. Neckerchief is very different. Uh, yeah, but they updated the looks. Uh, and I think they were going to switch Shaggy's look for a little while. And then they switched back because they think they thought it was too 
I, I guess iconic. Like it's it's so iconic that a few weeks ago I'm at a show, Gavin, and there's a guy. He's got a bat, his back to me. He's in the li- in the line getting a drink, and I lean over to another comedian, Dwight Simmons, who you know, yes, love Dwight. And I, and I I go look who it is, and the guy's wearing a green shirt and like brownish <laughs> reddish pants. <laughs> you can't not wear that and have somebody be like, well, look at Shaggy. That's what Shaggy wears. <laughs> As somebody who had very long, shaggy hair for a while, if I wore khakis and a green shirt, they'd be like, you know who you look like? It's like, yes, I know. Yes. I'm aware. (laughs) Want a Scooby snack? I do not. Thank you, though. I appreciate it. Do you want a dog treat? (laughs) Want a milk bone, yo, (laughs) bitch? Like, like, what? All right, I guess. I'll check it out. (laughs) If you're at a comedy show, like anything free is still free. Yeah, that's payment, baby. But I really like this idea of going to uh, uh, an island of zombies, if you will, because the gang has a really hard time, like, finding actual ghosts because they investigate, like, an amusement park and some of the old haunts. Mm-hmm. And it turns out it's just old white people again just yeah. trying to scare off people for property values. You know what this would – the show modern day would be, like, ghost adventures or ghost uh, hunters. This would be a ghost hunting show. It'd oh, be one sure. of those travel shows and they'd be looking around for real monsters. And it turns out the monsters have been us all along. <laughs> but maybe we were the monsters. Now, and there's all... no neighbor. Definitely. We are the <laughs> monsters. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, we he was committing real estate fraud. That's why he's trying <laughs> to scare everybody around here. Yeah. He wanted to trying... find the Civil War gold that was on this <laughs> land or whatever. <laughs> Um, so Fred is smitten. He meets up with a very sexy lady named Lena, who, of course, is of his voice by Tara Strong. And, and they're smitten. She's like, well, you should come on over to our mansion. Mm-hmm. To oh, our- Lord. She's oh, fanning Lord. herself the whole time. And you and I love ourselves a good, good old Cajun draw. We love it. God we love Michael the- Myers coming in here. <laughs> <laughs> that Michael Myers. Like, where are you from, sir? And how did you end up in Illinois? Shout out to Halloween Kills. Bartender. What up? <laughs> what up, Michael Myers? We got out. I remember. <laughs> I remember when we got out here. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny, but it is. <laughs> it's so dumb because out of nowhere, like, well, you know, when he came back that night. And he just in Illinois. Like, <laughs> Illinois in a bar, like, well, I got the bat up here. Like, well, what? And the Halloween franchise, you got the Cajun bartender, and then you have like the New York band bully. Hey, how you doing? This is Haddonfield. <laughs> oh, you're a freak, eh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, drumline on your fucking ass. Oh, <laughs> but she she lures them to Moonscar Island because I doubt many people would check it out if it was called Zombie Island. <laughs> Moonscar sounds very witchy, though, doesn't it? It does. And it is very witchy for different reasons. But yeah, it's where Stevie Nicks would have like a concert. Is that old Moonscar Island? As somebody who's been to Stevie Nicks and Fleetwood Mac concerts in the past four years, (laughs) all these women would be wearing their shawls and a top hat spinning around like (laughs) they'd definitely be there. They're like, can we go to Zombie Island and will you play landslide for us? Here, let me light this sage real quick. (laughs) And this is where it kind of, I I love this, this entire set piece of the island. But are we to assume, uh, you also have, uh, you have Scooby and Shaggy who almost get eaten by alligators, which I thought would have been a really big twist. (laughs) Just (laughs) kill them off early. (laughs) 
kill them off. You don't see it coming. It's like Drew Barrymore at the beginning of Scream. You're like, they just killed Shaggy and Scooby. <laughs> the, the the stakes have been raised for this direct direct to video animated movie. Yeah, we we uh, really want to kill off the franchise with the guy whose name is on the poster. <laughs> I do love myself a good Bayou man though, and you got Jock who's got that draw. We're like, well, come on, I'll take it where you need to go. We'll go. Yeah. Man, you you just had you sound like you're from the Bayou. I'd be like, yeah, I'll go. Let's go now. Yeah, like you want to get some of them crawl daddies. Like, yeah. oh yes, sir. Yes, well, especially please. Lena. Like, dude, all you got to do is like, it, I'd be on spring break, and she'd be like, you want to come to my little old mansion? I'd be like, yeah, I do. <laughs> I'll check that out. It probably doesn't help that, that that this reminded me so much of kind of the Hatchet series, which I watched recently all the way through. Yeah, because that's all down in Louisiana as mm-hmm. well. So I'm like, I feel like if you just pan over from Zombie Island, you see Victor Crowley just like <laughs> sandpapering somebody, just like say, belt sanding somebody's face yeah, off. Yeah, that'd be a good uh, crossover too. I would watch that actually. <laughs> Scooby Doo on Hatchet Island. On Hatchet Island, yeah. I would watch that so hard. Um, you've got the, they start learning about kind of the lore and there's like a pirate ship, correct? Uh, yeah. The for Morgan Moonscar, the, the yes. pirate. Yeah. So yeah. that we get the big kind of reveal at the end of the movie that the pirates, Morgan Moonscar showed up on the Island where they worship their cat gods. Um, which that's where it gets weird. If there's any part of the movie that have cat gods and then the pirates show up and then make everybody walk into the croc infested waters and they all die. And then, uh, Lena and, um, Simone. the other Simone pray to their cat gods to get revenge. But now it turns out that, uh, they have to like rejuvenate themselves every year. And that's how they're luring everybody to zombie Island. Yeah, and I really enjoy just how dark it gets. Yeah. Because there's people who are actually killed and being sacrificed in in a Scooby-Doo movie. Like, there's actual ritual sacrifice happening. Yeah. and Well, people get just get eaten by Crocs. They don't show it, but they sh- it's there, you know? Yeah. And you have uh, Mark Hamill's Snakebite Scruggs which is also the name of my penis. Uh, <laughs> but you've got Snakebite Scruggs, who's also like a real, real Cajun man. He's just, he's willing to feed Shaggy and Scooby to the crocodiles for getting, and he doesn't really play that big of a part in this entire movie. No. But but he's there just to be like scary and kind of a creep. Yeah, well, and he's kind of the, the same with like Bo the gardener. It's like you need some red herrings, Gavin. Yes. To people that this could be because we have a lot going on in the beginning of the movie. We have like the traditional Scooby-Doo, uh, the mystery is the guy in a mask. And then we get ghosts in this movie. We get zombies and we get uh, cat people. Like yeah. there's three different genres of, of monsters in this movie. Uh, for sure. And I for it's been long enough that I since I'd seen this last that I'd forgotten pretty much everything. So every twist and turn was like, what? Yeah. What? Mm-hmm. Huh? Um, there were a number <laughs> at one point, Shaggy and Scooby are being chased by a Confederate ghost. Yeah. And I'm like, mm, I don't know if I love that. We're I- going <laughs> to rise again. <laughs> I think they were like uh, they were Confederate soldiers, but it looks like they were also like blue outfit soldiers too maybe in there but that like i i love the 
the different era of zombies because they said they've been doing this for 200 years. So you got some Civil War people. You got some pirate people. You got uh, gangsters. Vacationers. Vacationers <laughs> with the cameras and stuff. Then there's like some gangsters in like suits coming out <laughs> of the water in the muck. Like I, I like that you could see the different era of zombies in the water coming out. I I like this idea of the Sopranos going on vacation. Oh, <laughs> oh. Huh. Oh, T, listen, listen up, T. They're they're turning into cats, okay? Turning, uh, I don't uh, believe in that, okay? See, it's like they're were werewolves, but they're cats. Am I right, T? Am I right? You stick your cat people up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> but the the zombies are pretty scary in this. Mm-hmm. Like they are, they're not Night of Living Dead or Dawn of the Dead scary, but they're animated very creepy for kids. For yeah. kids, like <laughs> this is for kids. Their heads are coming off. They've got limb dismemberment, mm-hmm. and they're they got goo coming out of their mouths and stuff. Like, and the and they were they were people who were killed. These aren't like Halloween decorations. These are actual people in the Scooby Doo universe who were sacrificed and murdered by these women. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like th- that's one of the twists is that oh, it's real. Yes, because forever it wasn't real. And if if it was real, it was played for more comedy. But now it's it's real. And I can tell you when I got scared and had to stop watching. And as a kid. Is Fred's pulling the head off that zombie because he said it's fake and they're like, oh, it's the gardener. It's the fisherman. And then the head comes off. He does the fatality from (laughs) Mortal Kombat and the guy's head comes off. And I'm like, as a child, I'm like. Oh, God, no. Like, this is real. (laughs) I got scared. So there are. So it's funny to think about, like, what scared you as a child, because I I remember two distinct things that that always scared me from kids things as a child. Number one was Batman, the animated series, kind of going back to a Mark Hamill thing. Mm -hmm. There's the episode of Batman, the animated series. And again, I was six years old when I watched this. This is on in the afternoon after school. Do you remember the episode where they first revealed Two-Face? Yeah. And there's that scene where he gets blown up and he's in the hospital and it's like in the middle of the night and then the light flashes and this man has half a face. (laughs) And this is for children. This was for children. And I remember being scared all weekend because it was a two-parter and I could not go back and watch the second part because it was just too scary for Mm -hmm. me. I I cried. I was like, holy crap, this is so spooky scary. Yeah. Um, That scared me. And then also because Two-Face scared me so much, when Beauty and the Beast came out, the part where he first turns to the Beast and like scratches his portrait, that also scared me deeply as a child. I mean, it's as kids, like it doesn't take much to scare a child, but also what that kind of stuff sticks with you. It's like what, there's so many people that are scared of the tunnel scene and Willy Wonka. That didn't scare me, but you hear enough people say that scared you. And that's not even a horror movie. That's yeah. a kid's movie, you know, or or people are terrified of the flying monkeys from the Wizard of Oz. That's another like one. So, yeah. Well, I like to something about like a, a monkey flying coming to steal your dog. Yeah. And your little dog, too. Um, yeah. And the, we get the the whole movie. Also, uh, Shaggy and Scooby are eating hot peppers. Just I don't remember them loving hot peppers as much as they do, but they were auditioning for hot ones in 1998. My God, like I I. The, the older I get, the more I feel hot things twice, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> like It was making my butthole hurt just watching them consume so many 
raw peppers with nothing else. They're like, oh, the peppers are in bloom, Scoob. Yeah, like, no, thank you, man. I I would have been <laughs> miserable the whole trip. <laughs> I would have been I, like, I, and zombies? No, thank you. <laughs> there is nothing worse than running from zombies when you got hot hole after taking a big old chili pepper. And poo. that's plural, hot holes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, it's coming out everywhere. <laughs> Those G scoops coming out everywhere. And we, we get the reveal that Lena and Simone are the cat people. They're they're down in the cave um, and they, they have to drain the energy, I guess, every harvest moon. I don't remember what it was. Yeah, it's a harvest moon. Yes. And they is just that every the, year. Is I that think it's every. Year? Yeah, I think so. So they have to murder at least 15 people every year. You know, which, it's a small price to pay for immortality. I mean, it, it's a good deal. I just wonder. um there's a lot of cats in this movie, which you and I are both cat people. Mm -hmm. And I've never felt more seen than when they're trying to eat and the cats will not leave them alone. Oh yeah. I was like, this is the most relatable content we've watched on this <laughs> channel. I also feel like this, this wouldn't be a bad concept to keep up. Like if you're the cat people and luring people in, if you're just luring in shitty people, yeah, if you're going on like the uh, the watchdog when you pull up the watchdog website, so you see who's the sex offender in your neighborhood. <laughs> if it was just those people coming to the <laughs> island, I'd be like, ah, I don't feel so bad about it. I feel like the island would get a reputation though at that point and be like, oh, that that's where all the sex offenders vacation. Yeah, you know, it's it's uh, God forbid somebody did that in real life, had their own <laughs> island full of sex offenders. Yeah, you. <laughs> And then they killed themselves. It'd be really sad. It'd be really. Well, they say really... they, they killed themselves, but it turned out to be a cat person. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein's a were cat. He's a were cat. Oh, my God. We do get <laughs> were cats because like that. They turn. That's like a werewolf transformation, you know? Yeah. And that's kind of scary, too. Yeah. It's very intense. This is a very intense movie, like we've said. And it turns out like they thought the zombies were trying to eat them and kill them, but the zombies are trying to warn them. Mm -hmm. The zombies are the good guys. The zombies have a big old face turn. Yeah. They're, and they're trying to get uh, Lena and uh, Simone and, and Jacques. And it turns out that they, they missed the deadline. It's past midnight and they just trying to turn into bones and dust and all that stuff. That was also very intense. Like this, I keep saying, it, I don't want to sound too cliche, but this has a lot of adult content in this G-rated children's movie where they could turn to dust and that'd be fine. But you watch their skin melt away. Yeah. It's, it's very, it is, yeah. It's very graphic. And it's, you go, well, I'll know you couldn't make that today. Let me tell you, kids <laughs> are too soft. Well, it's, it's like now you get like zombie stuff like The Walking Dead where I'm like, that's the most gross, realistic looking effects I've ever seen on anything, you know? Mm hmm. They should and do a live that. action. Yeah. Live action. Uh, like Greg Nicotero should redo Scooby Doo <laughs> on Zombie Island. <laughs> like, I would watch that 100 percent. I would definitely check that out for once sure. Once you watch Carol, Daryl and Scooby on Zombie Island. <laughs> I would. Uh, Daryl hanging out with a with a great Dane shooting <laughs> Confederate zombies in the head with a crossbow. I don't you want to see Scooby riding a motorcycle. That'd be great. I would watch that a lot. Uh, one of my favorite parts in this, I, I kind of want to go back because this is just a weird part that I loved. Uh, Velma does not give a shit about people's personal space and fucks up their kitchen. 
oh yeah shit because the part of the kitchen is like wood from the old pirate ship yeah but she just definitely just starts like oh what's this guys and then just like <laughs> ruins the up, kitchen yeah just ruins it like oh the, i guess this is from the old pirate ship it's like i guess so yeah um, thanks also, dick like <laughs> Well, now we, we just hurt our property value here. Now the now now the sex offenders won't won't come here to vacation. No, that like it doesn't match the Airbnb pictures. <laughs> the maelstrom. <laughs> uh, any other thoughts on that? I mean, we kind of covered it quickly, um, and it's a short movie. And you know, I don't know any other thoughts on it. I think it's a really fun movie. I think if you've never seen Scooby Doo on Zombie Island, you should definitely check it out. Because mm-hmm. it's a very fun, brisk movie that kids can enjoy. It might be, unless you're, I think this is a perfect movie for like 10-year-olds. Any younger than that, I think it might scare a little bit. Yeah. But overall, I do think it is a very, very fun and a very good movie. And definitely, for me, the best animated Scooby-Doo movie I've ever seen. And I also think maybe, I don't know, I'd have to like do the psychological study, but like probably a big reason why I'm so into horror now. And a lot of people are is because of Scooby-Doo where it's there that every week they're chasing a uh, Dracula, not, yeah. not a vampire, a Dracula or you... <laughs> Frankenstein, like monsters every week. Yes. And it's, and it's a fun 20 minute whodunit. So you get to solve a mystery as it mm-hmm. goes along. And they've got some of the best, Scooby-Doo had some of the best monsters of all time. You had the creeper. You had like the underwater sea diver. The space kook. The uh, the guy, the astronaut costume with the skeleton face, the skull. Yes. And some of those even back then were kind of chilling as well. The tiki guy. Yeah. Some of that, those shows just scared me. And it's, I don't know, maybe because I know they're monsters. So I'm giving giving them the reaction that I, a kid would, it's like, I think I'm supposed to be scared here. And now I am scared, you know? Yeah, absolutely. But it's just like, a, it's got a lot to it. And we, and we did cover it very quickly because it is a very brisk movie and there's no use going scene by scene. Yeah. And for us, when, when movies are kind of crappy, it's, it's easier to like make jokes and make fun of, but this is like a very solid movie. It's just a very fun yeah. time that you can watch with your kids. And I, I love it. I'm glad we got to revisit it for the podcast. And Bailey, thank you for recommending it because it was such a, it was so fun to like re- relive the nostalgia. And I was so relieved that it still holds up mm-hmm. because it, there's nothing worse than being nostalgic for something and then going back and realizing, oh, this kind of sucks. Man, I, don't I was enjoy dumb. <laughs> yeah, I don't like this at all. Uh, it, it's It's one of those where, uh, it's just part of the, my, my childhood at least. And also like, I can imagine if you put like Scooby-Doo in a line of lineup of Mickey mouse and Jesus and bugs bunny that most <laughs> people could pick out like there's that's Scooby-Doo's silhouette. It's such an iconic character. <laughs> if you put it, I like the way it's like Mickey mouse, Scooby-Doo, our Lord and savior, Jesus Christ. But I, but I'm like, those are the most recognizable people. And maybe even Ronald McDonald, like mascots and shit i would yeah i would bet people knew probably knew scooby-doo over jesus do you think <laughs> i'm saying scooby-doo I, right now is bigger than jesus i i mean considering how many religions there are in the world mm-hmm. and how some people never see jesus yeah um this is not where i thought this conversation was going <laughs> <laughs> be like who's more recognizable jesus the christ or scooby, scooby. the do the do uh, 
I think Scooby-Doo, because he's been translated to so many different languages, <laughs> I think Scooby-Doo... Because Jesus hasn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think if you go over to, like, a deeply Buddhist community mm-hmm. and be like, who's this? They'd be like, well, that's Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. And you're like, close. That's Jesus the Christ. <laughs> uh, but who's this dog? They'd be like, oh, Scooby-Dooby-Doo. I know yeah. who that is. I do remember I thought about this yesterday. I'm the one that has to go on this episode. That's why it's shorter. But uh, I do want (laughs) to say this. But I when I was a kid, I had a Scooby Doo shirt. And did you have like a shirt when you're a kid that it was like you don't normally get a new shirt or a cool shirt. So then you become the guy that wears that shirt all the time. You have a shirt. Mine was a Scooby Doo one. And looking back, I've seen pictures of it. And it was like, God bless my mom, but I don't know if this was the only shirt that was available, but this shirt had to be three sizes too big. <laughs> and it was, maybe it was like single mom will grow into it, but there are pictures. And my brother, thanks for bringing him up, Gavin, one time was like, he's on Zombie he, Island now. Yeah. He, <laughs> that, you shut your mouth. <laughs> I'm mad now. He was like, he, he saw the picture because the shirt literally is like to my knees. I, it was like a moo moo. <laughs> And he was like, how big is that fucking shirt? Like, my God, I was like, I don't even remember it being that big. But in hindsight, I'm sure the adults were like, oh, bless him. Bless little bubby child over here. You were just a few years too early with that whole like oversized cartoon tea fad. Whereas like Bugs Bunny and Daffy are dressed in like uh uh, backwards hats and stuff. <laughs> As someone who worked at Burlington Coat Factory for three years, <laughs> I saw a lot of that. And, and by three, you should mean the last three years. <laughs> they still have it there. <laughs> they they do. It's like, oh, is that a is that a South Pole shirt that also has Bugs Bunny that uh, that says "Get bitches, fuck money" or like what? Better back off, Yo Sam and Sam. <laughs> uh, what sure. was your favorite kill, Gavin? Uh, my favorite kill is probably going to be the werecats because yeah. they get turned to bones. Yep. Mine too. Uh, what's your oh shit moment? Uh, oh shit moment is probably going to be. I think Velma ruining the kitchen because it's like, <laughs> damn, like, what are you doing? Like you're ruining this, this beautiful home. They, they, they invite you over that you're just kind of doing a, a house flip show. <laughs> with Velma, she just didn't tell anybody. <laughs> it's open concept now. I can't <laughs> find my glasses. <laughs> um, and my my oh shit is when uh, Fred rips that head off that zombie, and you know it's on. <laughs> oh yeah, it's terror time again. It's terror time. Uh, any other final thoughts on Scooby Doo on Zombie uh, Island? It definitely holds up. I love it a lot. Um, definitely recommend it. It's worth that boomerang free trial just to mm-hmm. check it out. And if you like this, Brent, what movies would you recommend? I would tell people to watch uh, Scooby-Doo and the Witch's Ghost. I've heard that's good. It's good. It has um, who is Pennywise from Tim Curry. First one, Tim Curry does a voice in it. Uh, It's just a good story. And that has more music, too, because it's got the Hex Girls. Ooh, Uh, has good music in that. I would say pretty much anything Scooby-Doo, the live action movie. Uh, goosebumps and a lot of the stuff that we recommended. If you like goosebumps, are you afraid of the dark? All that stuff. Eerie Indiana is a show. Maybe we didn't mention. Yes. Uh, for me, I would recommend anything Scooby-Doo except for Velma. Okay. Uh, pup named Scooby-Doo. I heard mystery Inc is very good. 
Um, so yeah, just anything Scooby Doo, check it out. Those Globetrotters episodes are so ridiculous. Oh yeah, those are those have a, as somebody who grew up playing basketball and like watching those before games, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm like, I can do what they do, and then I yeah. couldn't. I couldn't solve a mystery or dribble well. So <laughs> well, maybe if you played the Washington Generals every game, <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Uh, so yeah, anything Scooby Doo, the the live action movies are pretty good. Uh, Matthew Lillard is a wonderful Shaggy and is a wonderful person if you ever get to meet him. That's what I've heard. Nothing but nice things about that. Incredibly man. Incredibly nice man. Uh, What are we watching next next week, Gavin? So next week, in anticipation of Scream 6 coming out, we're going to be doing Scream 2022. So Scream 5 that came out last year. I think it's timely. Got to get that search engine optimization going so Mm -hmm. people will find our podcast and love it. So before next week, watch Scream 2022, which I think is still streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Yeah, I can't wait. Uh, So, Gavin, thanks for being on the show that you also co-host. Thank you for having me. And I just want to say I would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for you meddling kids and that you were going to come get me. I don't know. (laughs) Barbara. (laughs) They're coming to get you. They're coming for you, Barbara. Coming to get you.